It's about two years almost exactly to this time. I got a phone call. Phone call that was going to change life as I knew it at that time. Um, And here's how the phone call went. How would you like to have a free trip to Maui? What do you think? How would you answer that one? Unexpected opportunity at an unexpected time in an unexpected way. And in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, what does free mean, right? Wouldn't you be asking the same thing? Well, I found out free meant a free place to stay for 10 days in Maui. That's no small thing. Found out we would have to find a way to get there and realize that may cost some money. But I also knew this. The phone call was coming at a very difficult time. We had been grieving the loss of my father-in-law that had passed away just a few weeks before that. Uh, Ministry was hectic and crazy. The idea of getting away, and and it just so happened, the trip lined up exactly the week after Easter. And so the phone call said, how would you like to take us up on this? Now some of you are thinking, Pastor, you know telemarketers, you didn't actually take them up on that, did you? Well, it wasn't a telemarketer, actually. It was somebody I knew and knew very well, a pastor friend. And he said this, he says, I know you guys have gone through a lot, and I just heard about this opportunity. It's owned by a pastor, a retired pastor, and he'd like to offer it to a pastor. And you came to mind. An unexpected call in an unexpected way with an unexpected opportunity to go to paradise, right? I think we have a picture. Um, This picture doesn't do it justice, obviously. Um, I'd heard things about Hawaii. I'd heard how amazingly gorgeous it is. I'd never ever thought I could actually go there or afford to go there or have the possibility of going there. And to be given this gift that was basically given to us in an unexpected way at an unexpected time blew me away. And that time after Easter was an amazing time for us. Um, The waterfalls of Hawaii, the the vegetation of Hawaii, the tropical climate, the ocean. Um, I think there's a close-up. We actually, my wife and I would like to go the the paths less traveled and go in the back country and hike and the thoughts of places where very few people had been and And hiking the waterfalls, like I can still hear the sound that water made. And what a special place and beautiful, beautiful spot that was to share. Unexpected thing in an unexpected time, in an unexpected way. Something about paradise. And here on earth, at least places I've been, Hawaii, Maui, comes the closest I've ever experienced. Enter into the picture Another story that happens in an unexpected place, in an unexpected way, in an unexpected gift. Jesus has led the way of the cross. He would have, at this point, already gone through the scourging. We've dwelt on that a few days, a few weeks ago. And thanks to Mel Gibson, we have a better view of what that really would have looked like. That many people died just from the scourging itself, would have bled from the, the, the shreds of flesh that would have been hanging on his back as he made his way to Golgotha. 
We have the, the mood and the, 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 the tem- temperament of, of the, the situation where you've got the soldiers making fun of Jesus. You've, you've got the guards and you, you've got others that are walking by and, and jeering. Yeah, if you're really the Christ, come on down. And painful. There Jesus hangs on a cross. The spikes most likely through his wrists, through the side of his, his heel bone. The pain he would have been in. But the scriptures tell us that he wasn't alone there. Not just the careering crowd and, and the soldiers and the others that were looking on the chief priests and the teachers of the law that got their way, right? <laughs> but we're told that Jesus is crucified by two others. Or t- next to two others. Two criminals. Michael Card points out, and you can read the gospel accounts, we are not told what their names are. We are also not told what offense they're being crucified for. We're not given the information of what the sign reads above their heads as would have been customary. We don't know what they stole because after all, Romans wouldn't crucify someone who is just a thief. They, they would have had to be part of something really much larger than that. Most of the Gospels just call them criminals. The fact we don't know their names. And I'm like always thinking about this, how, why is something in the Scripture, but also why is something not in the Scripture? Why don't we know their names? Could it be God is actually giving us a gift today? A gift to realize who we are. To realize, you know... Those unnamed criminals, that's really you and me. As we face life and as we face this thing called faith in Jesus, we have two different responses to Jesus there. One is one of complete unbelief and rejection and mockery. The other is one of quite an unexpected conversation. Who are you and I? I know what some of you are thinking, yeah, how dare you call me a criminal? <laughs> you don't know me, pastor. Yeah, I, I think I do. Because I know myself. And I know what God's word says about what true holiness and righteousness is. And I know how, how far off on that one I am, and I'm pretty sure you are too. When God says that if we want to make our way and be good enough, to earn his favor? (laughs) Well, that path kind of looks like this. The scripture's clear on it. God says, be holy as I am holy. How's that going for you these days? To be holy like God, to be blameless, to be perfect, because that's really what we're talking about here. If we're going to take the path of saying, I'm going to go it alone, I'm going to be a good person, well, really what we're saying is, to be good, we often say, okay, well, compared to someone else, I'm a good person. Compared to who they are, or maybe it goes like this, compared to who I hear they are, I'm much better. And our comparison becomes others. But God says, how do you compare with me? Or with a verse like, James chapter 2 verse 10 says, if you could keep the whole law and yet stumble in just one point of it, you are actually guilty of breaking all of it. You see, that's how it works with God. Holiness 
is exactly that. Perfection. (laughs) Righteousness. It's without fault. It's without blame. And the problem is, we walk in here tonight, and guess what? Just like criminals that are condemned to die, because according to God's word, the result of sin, or as Paul says, the wages of sin, what we get or what we earn for sin is death. And we've been on death row. And like criminals hanging near Jesus, what is our response tonight? Is ours one of skepticism? Is ours one of rejection? Or something that happens in an unexpected way at an unexpected time that gives an unexpected gift? A man speaks up and he actually calls the other criminal and says, don't you Fear God. We're getting what we deserve here. This man has done nothing wrong. And then he makes that incredible request. Jesus. He says, Jesus. He doesn't say, Your Excellency. He doesn't say, Your Majesty. He doesn't say, Rabbi. He says, Jesus. And the reason I say that is, if you've read this, Michael Card makes a very, very profound point that I had not noticed before. That when this criminal, and I'll read it to you, an unnamed thief is the only person in the Bible who calls Jesus by his personal name without any kind of title attached, as if their mutual suffering has placed them on an intimate first-name basis. In so doing, he becomes the first to address Jesus the way most of us do today. And with his words, that unnamed thief becomes the first to be drawn to the crucified Christ. And to that request, Jesus, remember me when you come in your kingdom. Jesus brings about an unexpected blessing, an unexpected gift, in an unexpected way, in an unexpected place. And he simply says this. Today, I tell you, you will be with me in paradise. What an amazing gift. And that same gift is offered to us as people who come in here tonight guilty as charged, worthy of death, and a Savior who says it. You belong to me now because you get it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the unexpected gift that comes in such an unexpected place like a cross in an unexpected way and an unexpected time. Lord, the gift of faith in you, the gift that opens the door to paradise and the peace that that gives for us today and into our eternity for the future. Lord, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done and for that incredible presence here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.